Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Congrats, Maggie. We've made it. Yeah. We are at the 100th episode mark for Glee. For Glee. Um, We've already hit our 100th episode a few back, but... We hit ours because we do, like, the recap episodes at the end of seasons. You know, like, the cool down eps. Yes. But But, Glee is here. They did it. Um, They reached that 100 milestone. I don't think anyone thought they were going to... um, I'm pretty sure first, they didn't think they were yeah, going first, to. Yeah. <laughs> first off the show, of course. Um, which is why they they sort of deal with the a lot of these things rather flippantly. Um, yes. Which is fine. I don't think they really need sort of like a grandiose, like, 100 episodes. We did it. Oh, let's, let's turn off the lights and feel solemn. Instead, it's like... <laughs> You know, it's like um, let's redo some numbers or whatever. Let's let's or, recap or whatever. Let's, let's recap the plots of our all of our worst characters. Um, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. you don't give a shit anymore. Um. It, th- well, they don't really talk about the Glabies at all, which is great. Uh, <laughs> True. Yes. Good point. Uh, and they do bring in some very special guests this episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which I, yeah. is great. <laughs> I I do. So I have to clarify because I did I did listen to one of our earlier episodes. So. Um, I talked about how on the um, Nationals episode, the Netflix mentions that they bring two special guests. Mm-hmm. Well, I had seen actually three episodes <laughs> later, they mentioned April and, Hol- and Holly so Holiday. So thought they were April yes. and Holly yes. <laughs> for the I, Nationals too. If yes. only. Instead, if, it was Bert and Carol to be sad. Yes. But no, yeah. Spoiler alert, people. April and Holly are here. We yes. have we have Kristen Chenoweth and Gwyneth Paltrow in yes. the flesh. So um, yeah, it's great. I'm very so, I'm very excited for next week also because oh yeah, spoilers. It's gonna keep going. <laughs> uh, so it was written by the holy the unholy trinity themselves, uh, Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan. Sure. And directed by Paris Barclay, who has Yay. done the opposite of doing us dirty in the past, doing yes. us so right. I yes. Guess. Whatever. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hit me with the other stats, Sam. Yeah. So it originally aired on March 18th, 2014, with 2.8 million viewers, which is up from last week's 2.3. Um, and mm-hmm. it is it is a week later. So this this wasn't a two-parter with the Nationals episode. It might be a two-parter with the next episode, it, but... The next episode is... It is mentioned... It's a two-parter, but the next okay. episode airs on the 25th of March. Great. So um, They made you wait a for week it. later. Yeah, they, they uh, made you like, wait. Listen, it's a two-part episode, but we are going to norm it, uh, air it on a normal airing schedule. Uh, that's special for us because we like to do the bullshit hiatuses. <laughs> yes. Um, or more like yeah. Fox likes to take us off the air for multiple weeks because no one's watching it. Uh, yeah, to be fair, these numbers yeah. are pretty low. Um, again, <laughs> I really haven't done the legwork that I should have done in like figuring out what an average TV show gets, but uh, like the numbers, it's not worth it. yeah, the numbers are very low in comparison to what they were in say the first season. So, especially when you consider streaming and DVR and oh, shit, sure. like all of these numbers are like yes. rating systems from the Nielsen rating system like they're they're a lot more advanced now in consideration of like YouTube and 
yeah. Hulu and other streaming platforms and shit. But at this point, like it was all really new still. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So maybe. and not to like who oh. was maybe people were torrenting Glee. No, I mean no. probably it's not even not. worth it. Yeah, it's not even worth it to steal it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, we st- we yes. start off in the halls of McKinley Hallway. No recap. Thank uh, God. We get a monologue traded between Rachel and Mercedes as they walk down the McKinley Hallway in separate places. There's a split screen. Yes. Uh, and Rachel's like, no confetti? I'm a Broadway star. And Mercedes is like, no red carpet? I'm a recording artist star. I'm the yes. biggest star this school has ever produced. Yes. That, they say that in unison, uh, of course. Yes. And they go into the choir room where they sort of face off a little bit. And Mercedes is like, oh, this is my moment. This is my chance to sit in the Rachel chair. Yes. <laughs> and we get a spotlight on the chair that's right in the center of the choir room where it's true Blaine has sat uh, multiple times this season. Yes. And last season, I guess. This show's a mess. Uh, and... <laughs> and uh, Rachel swoops in to grab the chair before Mercedes can get there. They have a little face-off, and Kurt is like, greet each other. Yes, well, it's great, because they they share some pleasantries, and then Mercedes has the line, I'll go sit at the back of the bus, which... (laughs) Yes. Yes, feel it. It's like the show is like, Listen, we know we want we know you, the viewer, wants to see Mercedes shine, um, but we don't care about that. Um, yes. And we're just gonna sort of flout it in your face how much we don't care and how much we realize we're being racist um, yes. by saying it well, in I mean, the show. And to be fair, that's what this whole episode is: is just a yeah. whole lot of the the writers being like, "Yeah, we know we did some weird choices, but we're sticking to that." So we're sticking take to those that. choices because. What are we if not the sum of our past? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Will welcomes everyone back. We do have. I, yeah, everyone, I have a full so. list of who's here. Uh, sure. So we have Kitty, Unique, Rachel, Quinn, Sam, Artie, Marley, Tina, Kurt, Blaine, Mike, Ryder, Britanna, sorry, Brittany and Santana, yep. uh, Mercedes, Puck, and Jake. Everybody's yep. here. The whole gang. It's like Smash Bros. Ultimate. Everyone's here. We um, are missing Sugar and Joe and... And Rory. Rory. And... Um, I, I mean, obviously the big one is Finn, but that... that Finn, and, and then yeah. I guess the Cheerios that went to Nationals with them last <laughs> sure. week. Yes. Um, yeah. So, anyway, they're, they're all here to kind of, I don't know... S- like send the glee club off into yeah, that swan sweet night song for the glee club that's right yeah. um but so will intros april Rhodes. you'll know kristen chenoweth from that's season right. one <laughs> and tina in, yeah. i want to say she was in season two also she might <laughs> have that's been when, that's when she bought them the auditorium oh sure yeah so the the my favorite part is that as she walks in tina leans over to marley and says she once taught me to shoplift meat in my vagina which and explains like, a lot. Ah, like, yeah. Sort of afraid. Love yeah. that. Um, we we find out they're gonna do reinvented songs all week. Uh, because Will like tries to intro that he's gonna do a number, and yes. Santana is like, "Oh, great! Here comes the rapping," and <laughs> Will is like, "No, not this time." April Rhodes is gonna sing with me. She enters, and they sort of have like a chat before she starts singing. Yes. Um, with she has booze. 
of course. Well, and... it's it's not booze, Maggie. It's just sparkling mm. cider. Yeah, okay. She she makes she a te- terrible yeah she makes a yeah, terrible she, joke. So she she tells them about their um uh, about her new private island that yes. she bought with her latest I don't know lovers yes. <laughs> money. Yes, uh, it's called Santa Ro- April Rodeo, and she ha- shares it with her beautiful manstress Kadeem. Yes. Uh, um yes. Um and then uh, Rachel's re- I have just in in my notes Rachel's reaction period because I think she like sort of put her hand to her chest like wow that's so great. That's what I want. Yeah. Um yeah so then um Will is like come on like it's cool female empowerment or whatever but let's sing cuz that's what the show is about. And so then April Makes a bad joke, like I said. I'm not going to say it, though, because it was mm-hmm. rude. And then she starts, raise your glass, because she's and like... Well, B- Blaine interrupts and is like, the Warblers did that one. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't hate it. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then they sing it. Um, yep. She honks Blaine's nose. Yes. In the beginning. Uh, th- she also pulls out a garter flask. At one yes. point, she's wearing um, a very frilly garter, garter that's not yeah. holding anything up, um, just her flask, <laughs> and yes. and uh, Blaine does the warbler moves from the yes. Well, that was I, I wrote. I, I wrote down there are actually a lot of dance callbacks in this specific number because, like, yeah. the unholy trinity do like some yes. of their dance from Papa Don't Preach, and yeah. there's a bit where well, Will no, Papa Don't Preach was like. Quinn by herself. No, it's like the first number that they did to oh, audition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. But but there's a ton of those like all around like little things. And then Mark Salling humps a piano. Um, yep. Which is not great. Um, but it does show us that Guitar Boy is here, which I was very happy about that. Um, well, he has to be here. He's writers once you love. <laughs> yes. But no, yeah, I mean, I it's fun. The number's fine, obviously. Gr- oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Jake throws her around a bit. I guess Ryder helps. They yes. do like a big lift at the yes. end where they just like carry Kristen yes. Chenoweth around the room. Well, see, I-, I figured that was a callback to something. I just don't know at this point. Like, they, yeah, I they don't know so either. Songs. The like, only other person they would lift, I think, is Rachel because she's also tiny. tiny but yeah. um, I, mean, I don't it, think they have. It could have been Brittany. Like... I feel like there's... I I think it's they just lifted her because she's tiny and Jake has the ability. Yes, and Ryder was there. Um, that That is a very good point to mention. You already you already said it at the top, but like the Glavies get to do the very like Tina and Artie thing where they each have like a line this episode. Yes, um, yes, so, perfect. Yes. And then in all like the... um. The like heart to heart scenes with Will and the New Directions, like they're just not there. Yeah, no, I love it. The specifically, <laughs> we'll we'll get to one where it's like he specifically excludes them, which is great. Um, it's but- a little sad, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yes. The Unholy Trinity is amazing, though. It's great. I do want to mention that Brittany is dancing. Yes, um, that's I important feel like that's note. important for her subplot. <laughs> yes. Uh, Let's get to the next scene. It yes. is a monologue from Puck, uh, who calls himself The Saw. Which is which the f- is first time the we've first ever heard time. that. Yeah, The first time we've ever heard this. And he's like, they used to call me The Saw. I sawed through this school. I sawed through all these girls. Well, um, he, he's, he also, he says that he sawed through chicks, but he also sawed through dudes. And like, what? Um, <laughs> like, uh, it- 
It's he, weird. He says that the past is dead to him, except for one thing, and that's when he sees Quinn. Yes. Uh, being Quinn, she is like in top form, like preppy, shitty yes. kind of vibes. No, yeah, I I have a note in a later scene that she's really living her fifties housewife realness of oh, yeah. this episode. It, this this really does like have like the sort of Joan of Arc confused about the time period sort of situation. <laughs> leave, it, leave it to Beaver, you know. Just <laughs> yeah, it's very that. Um <laughs> uh, so then we see her shitty boyfriend who's here. Uh he is Nate from Gossip Girl. He plays pretty much the exact same character of the asshole um heir heiress heir yeah, he, whatever I, I wrote down that he's stereotypically rich this will come up in later scenes yeah um, his, his yeah. name is biff biff mcintosh yes um, like the apple an, <laughs> yes he's an heir to an apple fortune yes and um uh, obviously quinn is trying to get on that because of money yes <laughs> and uh, then we see Brittany in a classroom trying to solve the Ryman hypothesis. Yes. Uh, there's like some sine wave graphs and lots of calculations yeah. that apparently Brittany has written there. Yes, because okay. Santana has found her doing this, and we find out that Brittany's life has become all about math recently um, because we get a weird shot of her getting e or um eeg'd which is yeah like, she yeah. has like the electrodes on her yes. head yeah um, and they're like asking her math questions and i was like this is alien testing yes no there's <laughs> like well it's so weird because the way britney describes her like new career i guess is that she's like working with these scientists to like solve math, math but problems but every time we see it it definitely feels like they are testing her to see what her <laughs> capabilities are not really like yeah. solving anything like no yeah. um because they the question that they ask her is actually a rather simple division yes well you say simple. Where the answer <laughs> well the answer is six so <laughs> yeah but like the numbers have like nine digits each um, yeah, so, yeah i mean but like anyone could do that if they give the chance to write it out and give like sure. them give you 10 minutes to do it or whatever like <laughs> yeah but she does it in like a second she also does because, it as a guest which is fun so yeah so she wants her old life back that's what she tells santana yeah. and santana's like i know how to do that let's do a number together with the unholy trinity and yes. that's what happens we jump right to the choir room where we see quinn santana and Brittany in their cheerios uniforms yes doing um a rendition of toxic yes uh they also have like we intersperse between them here in the choir room and then in the auditorium stage where they are wearing lingerie yes and doing um even sexier dancing yes uh at this point i'm like I I do have these moments where I'm like, wait, these are teens or like young twenties, and they're doing this for teens in yeah. a high school choir room setting. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. The so the fun thing for me. So um, Chris pointed out that the lingerie pieces do mirror their cell box. Tame, uh, sorry, cell block tango rendition. Yep, exactly, definitely. Um, which, uh, yeah, you can also tell it in the music because 
This version of Toxic, I... My, it's slow. Yeah, it, in my opinion, it felt like it was, like, a James Bond movie version. Um, Ooh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, it feels like, you know, like... And, and especially because the skimpy lingerie kind of looks Russian. And I was like, okay. Maybe maybe for, like, a lady spy yeah. instead. Sort of like a tonic blonde style. Well, yeah. that or, you know, James Bond is pretty notorious for having, like babes yeah (laughs) so yeah a harem of babes yeah uh he's a total slut and i support him in that um yeah we see biff texting that is a big part of this number is how much biff is texting and how pissed off everyone is about this texting um yes like like we get mike glaring at him and kitty glaring at him and Artie glaring at him and puck (laughs) and marley yeah like literally everyone notices it's just Okay, sure. <laughs> and then they have a collective Biff call out at the end of the number. Yes. When someone is like, oh, Biff, how did you like it? And then he's like, oh, it was good. And somebody's like, you were texting the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, and then, like, Quinn kind of tries to play it off because you'll remember, Quinn is in this for the money. Like, she doesn't oh, yeah. give two shits if he likes her singing or not. Like... No, she's like, oh my god, thank you so much for supporting me, Biff. I love you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he's really busy. He has to do water polo and run a secret society, so it's okay. Um, yeah, he's the captain of the water polo team. Guys. Which means... He, he's very busy. He needs to text people all the time. Um, but <laughs> so then um, everyone kind of leaves. The, the class is over or something. And then Brittany tells Santana that she really needs to focus on math. And also her... Well, yeah, well, she she didn't like the number performance because she was out of sync um, one sixteenth of a seventh step at the bridge. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. But she needs to focus on math, her true calling, and also her TV show, Fondue for Two. Um, yes, her, her online TV show, Fondue for Two, which we jump right into. I love yes. that this uh, episode doesn't really beat around the bush. <laughs> Um, they're just like, go, 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 fondue for two. <laughs> yes. and, and we uh, go right into the theme song. And then yes. we go into uh, Brittany's bedroom where we see Rachel and Mercedes. Yes. And uh, she starts off going into Rachel. She's like, so Rachel, you're working full time at a diner. You are also a full time student at Niata and a full time Broadway star. How do you do it? Well, not that. She says, how are you taking a week off? Of all of those things to come and sing for a glee club, which is just getting disbanded. And Rachel Love is like, that. oh, it's fine. And Brittany's like, you've never even been to New York. <laughs> and then it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's Where great. did the lies stop? <laughs> um, the best part is then Rachel kind of falls or something like, are your cats making out? Because you'll remember that Sam did get Brittany a Mrs. Tubbington and it's mm-hmm. so adorable because they're sitting next to each other, but then we get a shot of them, quote, making out where they're like and licking each other's faces. <laughs> it looks <it's>, so fake. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, also, who's running the camera if Lord Tuffington is making out? Uh, um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. production quality and goes down. It's fine. That, then she talks to Mercedes. She's like, so Mercedes, is it true that you're actually a very excellent dancer and <laughs> that you've hidden that so that you could park and bark? And, and Mercedes says, no comment. 
Yes, I do love it because there, there's like this like they're, they're trying to establish this like weird rivalry between Mercedes and Rachel for being like the best star or whatever. And there's a yeah. bit where she's like she's leading into it. And she's like, there's a rumor that you're actually a really good dancer. And Rachel like scoffs at that. And I just I just love that Mercedes is just like, no comment. It's just so good. Oh, yeah. Um, And then then a Diva Off challenge is issued. Yes. Because there's obviously beef here that didn't exist a few (laughs) months ago. Yes. Um, Well, Maggie, uh, a month ago, maybe. A couple weeks, maybe. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure. The last time they were in Ohio. Uh, And, yeah, there's a Diva Off challenge issued. It's going to happen in the choir room. Yeah, because they they both want to sing Defying Gravity. Which, and sure. then we go to Breadsticks, where we see Biff telling telling Quinn, well, poor people are just less attractive, yeah. in my experience. Yeah. Um, and Quinn's like, ha, ha, you're so right, Biff. And yes. then, <laughs> and, and then uh, the bunch of the New Directions show up, some of the OG New Directions. Yep. Uh, Santana intros herself as, hi, I'm a lesbian, but you're old money, and I'm into that. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike introduces himself as I'm Mike Chang, Asian dancer. Yes. And Artie's like, "Hi, I'm Artie. I might seem like a dweeb in a wheelchair, but my girlfriend's a cheerleader." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which so it turns out Biff has invited all of them to try to dig into Quinn's past because she's been real cryptic about it. Surprise, surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, he's like, "So what? How would you describe Quinn?" And Mike uh, kind of spills the beans a little bit about how Quinn showed up as a skank one year. Yeah, and yeah, and then say Tanner reveals the tattoo. Um. They tell they tell him all about skank Quinn, and she just like laughs. She's like, Haha, "You guys, you're you're so funny." <laughs> what a, uh, like, what a joke! What a funny joke! Trying to get them to stop. Um, and she's like, listen, Biff, I left my bag in the car and I really need lipstick and, and lady supplies. And he's like, oh, yes, of, co- of course, my dear. I'll go get it for you. And once he leaves, she's like, be cool, yeah. y'all. He is old Philadelphia money. And I need to get this. I need to get this straight so that I can be set have for my life. life set. Yes. Yes. Um, which they all look kind of like grossed out by that. But like, let's be real. This has been Quinn's whole thing forever. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, when she was having the baby, she's like, "This is gonna ruin my chance." Yes. Of of like finding some rich guy named Biff. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is her end game for yes. sure. Yeah. Uh, we go right to the diva. Right now, we have a a scene with April and Will talking yes. to Sue in her. Uh, Office. In her office. Uh, they are telling her about the auditorium save back in season two, how April paid for them to have the auditorium so that the Glee Club could perform there. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so effectively. She like funded it in yeah. perpetuity. Yeah. So yeah. so the idea is that they're like, oh, like you can't disband the Glee Club because I have the auditorium and I can say who gets to perform there. And Will's like, take that, Sue. The Glee Club's not dead. And then Sue is like, well, let's not tell anyone yet. Um, we're going to discuss this a little further later. And they're like, cool, we're going to go party. And Sue was like, Becky, let's do some research. Um, yep. Yeah. Time for some digging. Yep. And then we go to the Diva Off. 
where we are in the choir room, we see Defying Gravity happen. Um, yes. Rachel, Mercedes, and Kurt all sing it. Kurt is wearing a like Charlie Brown yes. casual cosplay shirt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they seem to only have Kurt in the song so that he can hit that note and prove that he is able to. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, it's so weird because they do the same thing they did for the diva off back in Niada, where it's implied that all three of them sing the full song by themselves. Except back in the fondue for two episode, Rachel was like, oh, we're, we're going to do Define Gravity again, and Kurt and I are going to switch parts. But that's what? not a thing. But that's not a thing, though. They that's didn't... not how it worked, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I guess that's how it worked in the iTunes single, you fourth wall breakers. Yeah, I mean, literally, though, because that's the thing is they do the same thing where they like have they imply that each of them is singing it by themselves and then cut it into a single number where they switch between people. I mean, I don't know. The The main thing is like, it's not bad. They're obviously all very good singers, but it's just. So let's let's say who won. Okay. Mercedes. Yeah, it was, I mean... It was Mercedes. I would probably give it to Kurt just to spite both of them, because I think they're both being <laughs> petty bitches, but, like, nice. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they just had Kurt in to sing the note, and everyone is very pleased when he does that. Yes. Of course. Uh, well, because, remember, he did um, fuck it up so that Bert wouldn't be ashamed of his gay son, <laughs> and... Yes. And Rachel has been basing her confidence off of that win for the past two years. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, also, I do think there is part of it that they just really wanted to get him up there dressed as Charles Brown, because, like, what? That shirt is Charlie Brown. <laughs> yes, it's just like... Merch. Like, yes. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, at the end of it, um, they're like, okay, let's get everyone voting. And Will's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's all just take a moment to absorb that amazing performance, and we'll vote tomorrow, maybe. Um, (laughs) Because you're all winners. Yeah. Or after two costume changes. I'm not sure yet. I'll decide later. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So they sleep on the vote, and then we go to the um, like outdoor. Uh, plaza space. Yes. Uh, where Brittany is playing human chess with yes. her phone assistant Kiki. Uh, <laughs> yes. The human chess is is apparently the chess club, all dressed in uh, unitards that are either black or white with chess pieces um, oh attached I, to their heads as headpieces. I love these chess headpieces. This is so amazing. <laughs> and the fact that it is so squandered is such a crime. Like, why didn't they do a number from With chess? The chess from chess. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't because it would be like so deep of a cut that everyone would turn off the TV. That's yeah, why. Probably. But yeah, um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so weird. It doesn't make <laughs> a lick her- of sense. Like, why are they doing this? Math? Like, chess isn't math? Yeah, I admit it, because that's definitely math. Well, to be fair, so Santana arrives to be like, Brittany, what the fuck is going on? And Brittany says that this is what she does for fun. Um, now... Because <laughs> she's, she's recreating, um, like a, like a match. Yeah. A chess match. Yes. Um... The <laughs> n- 1972 World Championship, um... And I don't remember the names, but one of them is a Russian. But one of them is Russian. Yes. So I was wondering why she calls um, Kiki a pinko communist. Yes. So I guess it's because, like, she's being the Russian guy in the chess match. But also, 
when Kiki was introduced, um, she was introduced as like a Chinese knockoff of Siri. Yes. So initially I was like, oh, <laughs> because she's from China? <laughs> I was like, that's a little, I don't know about that. Well, also, that is weird though, because like Kiki's voice feels like Indian, maybe? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, anyway, um, it's super weird. I do still love the outfits though. Like, oh, they're yeah. very and entertaining. It's, it's- it's honestly great. Like, why did they do this? But, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Santana does come to try to cheer her up. And she's like, "I, you're so great at dancing. You love to dance. Why aren't you dancing? And um, at this point, I was like, but she did. like Multiple times. She has. Yes. All episode. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, but then Brittany's like, I'm not going to dance. And, okay, sure. Like we just said, you already have multiple times, but okay. So now we go to Rachel and Mercedes uh, having like stump speeches to convince voters in separate rooms with separate audiences. I think Mercedes is talking to the Glabies. Yes. um, And Rachel just has like a smattering of other members and they're just like, listen, I'm amazing. (laughs) The other person's bullshit. I'm the biggest star ever. Yes. There, there is some like discussion of like, whether like the glee club should be supporting like old school broadway divas or like new school pop divas but really it's just this plot is so stupid and i hate it's this dumb. it's i it's just stupid i stupid they can't like they can't just have these characters interact together sweetly and nice especially the women because they have to be in competition with each other right it's the only thing they know yeah um, yeah. So, then the next scene. April congratulates Clayne on yes. their engagement. Oh my, oh my god. The fr- Here, I wrote it down. So, she says to them, the one thing this country needs is more teen marriage. <laughs> uh, and she then gives them flasks as a wedding present. Uh, she says that it's uh, for the pain of their wedding night sodomy and the inevitable divorce that should soon follow yes um okay that's a lot (laughs) yes but it's so good especially because kristen chenoweth does such a good job of like oh yeah doing it so like like, she's convincing it's great yeah so blase just like here your flasks enjoy your wedding night sodomy and (laughs) and kurt like shakes the flask and you can hear that there isn't much in there and it's like did she drink them first like well maggie they are underage so um yeah that didn't stop her before (laughs) i know it's great um Uh, so that little scene transitions into a full choir room meeting where Puck is going to sing, but then Santana says, wait, 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 I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, but, she, like, literally, they do the the stupid thing. But they do the thing. I did the best song of all time. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, I'm going to dance with Britney, because this choir room has a long tradition of doing basically interventions yes. for people. Yeah. Uh and she sings Valerie. Yes. Yay. And it's very good. Um Brittany does join her in singing and dancing. Uh yep. Mike and Mike Jake can't even yeah. he can't control himself. No. Like <laughs> as soon as the music starts he he like shakes in his chair and then he hops up and he jumps over a chair. Yes. There's a part where like that happens and I was I saw Ryder like 
watching and like he tried to do like a little hop to like it, oh my <laughs> to, god oh my god <laughs> to, to like copy him and i was just like oh, oh. oh you're, you're so bad at everything um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Jake can't control himself either. Gets up there and does some dancing with Mike, and then they all dance, and it's great. It's amazing, and yeah. everyone's smiling. Um, Yay! Yeah. I, I did make a note that it in in the same style as the first time they did Valerie, it's a lot more swingy than the yes than the original, um, which isn't bad. Mostly because they are, it's facilitating a lot of this dancing. The dancing is very yeah. good. It's oh, it's it's just a very fun number to watch. And on like, of course, they won. With that song, yes. like they really should have done it, yes, again probably um, every for year. The next competition, um, yes, and then the the Rachel Finn kiss wouldn't have happened and made them get twelfth, but whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm over it at this point. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it. Um, <laughs> yes. So then, and uh, yeah, we get the puck number next. Yes, he takes them to the auditorium where he sings "Keep Holding On." with the guitar it's an acoustic puck number of yeah. course yeah uh, he's serenading quinn yes because if you recall this is the song they serenaded quinn with when she was really having a hard time with the pregnancy yes and um yeah the the original new directions members do the choreography at first and then everybody joins in and they all know it and do it yeah and um quinn cries of course well okay she acts like she's crying <laughs> no there's she no cries. there's no real tears i was clocking it maggie i was looking <laughs> i was like mm, i don't see no moisture there <laughs> but it's fine it's fine she was sad i guess um yeah my, my favorite part is that this song starts with a creepy youth ministry pastor circle um, oh yeah totally especially with that guitar yeah <laughs> Ooh, yeah um but yeah and so uh, this is also where I noted that she's living the 50s housewife because, oh my god, she has, like, like a poof skirt with, like, like a, yep. like, turquoise, or no, it's more like a seafoam, I guess, like a darker seafoam. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, like, a pearl necklace. Like, what the hell is Quinn doing? I mean, I guess it's very she Yale. Is, yeah, she's living that full Yale prep style yeah. life so that she can convince Biff to marry her immediately. Yes. Then she'll get pregnant so that Biff is stuck with her. Yes. And then she'll just um, roll in that Philadelphia wealth for the rest of her life, I guess. And and That's also keep paying some woman to apply makeup to her back so that way he'll never find out that she has a tattoo. Um, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at the... But... Yeah. Go for it. P- Puck, like, interacts with her at the end of the song. He's like... So everyone leaves, and Puck is like, wow, I can still saw your heart. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck? Glee, what the stop, fuck trying to make, stop trying to make it happen. It never happened. You can't make it happen now. <laughs> Real. Uh, and uh, Quinn is just like, you're right, Puck. You did saw my heart. And then she leaves. Well, um, to be fair, but she's like, she is like, but I do really love money. So then she leaves. <laughs> I love money. <laughs> and then we go to a, we have a costume change. Yes. And now it's time to vote. Yes. Because apparently they waited a day, two days. Man. It's hard to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's time to vote now. And someone is like. Rachel, why do you care? You don't even know the names of these new people. No, 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 no. We cannot gloss over this. Before the vote, Santana stands up and is like, I need to make a speech 
about my friend Rachel. And no, then- no, but I'm I'm not glossing over it because this happens before that. No, no, that's part of Santana's speech. Santana's yeah. like, Rachel, you are the worst person that has ever existed. Half of the people and- in this room, you've sold down the river. And then the other yep. half, you don't even know their names. Yep. And well, Rachel is at first like, hey, stop. And Santana <laughs> tells the troll to can it. Yes. She's like, can it, troll, <laughs> which, which I loved. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she's she accuses her of not knowing any names. And Rachel's like, oh, well, that's Rick. <laughs> and, <laughs> the best part is writers mouthing it's, his it's writer. Writers mouthing his Wright- own name writer. at her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, and that's when Santana really, tr- really decides to uh, roll out the, the secrets. The, yeah, the secrets. She tells Rachel about the uh, prom queen deception. Yes, how she definitely didn't win prom queen. How the two people she hates most in this world gave it to her out of pity. Yes, um, <laughs> which Rachel then proceeds to call her quote a lowly understudy, which really, really helps her cause, I guess. Um, and then she goes to the bathroom to cry. She does cry also. Um, yeah, there's some moisture. There, there are tears. Yeah, and Mercedes comes in to see Rachel crying in the bathroom, and uh, Mercedes is like, "Oh, you know, all my high school ghosts still follow me, including you, but I use them to motivate me yeah. instead of like saying that <laughs> instead of believing that I'm a piece of shit, yeah. like all these <laughs> people have said." Yep. Um, and then they try to make like a very strained Beyonce and Barbara reference, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Rachel compares them to Barbara and Beyonce, which is like, do they have a relationship? Were, were they high school rivals? I don't know. Um, I assume they've met at least once, but I mean, that's a stretch, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so um, whatever. They, they kind of, they, they, they help, they recognize that this plot is stupid and meaningless and that they have always been friends with a like fun rivalry. Like, and they reconcile, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene is Sue telling April and Will that yes. <laughs> that the money is gone. Yes. It's gone because of the elaborate bacchanalia that Will has indulged in. Yes. Which, of course, it's gone. Yes. Um, there was uh, there was two million dollars set aside in perpetuity for this um, auditorium fund. Yeah. And Will squandered all of it. <laughs> yes. L- legit all of it, of course. Um, there's like a reference to the jungle set for Roar and like a line item budget. <laughs> well, my best uh, that is perused. Yeah. My, my favorite part is that she's like, you literally put it together for you. They performed it yeah. for you alone. And no one else. <laughs> yes. Um, which it's fun that they are tying in the fact that they have all these like weird elaborate numbers into the actual like canon of the universe. Like it's not just like, you know, for like it, obviously they did it because it's a TV show. But like the fact that it happens in reality that they all do all oh, these yeah. like costumes and all this weird shit is so good. <laughs> It's very entertaining. Oh, yeah, it's great, especially when you consider that it was like a big point that um, the uh, they didn't have enough money. Sky- <laughs> yeah, and like the Skylar Astor run group had like elaborate costumes and shit. Yes, like what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they don't have any money, and also April is under indictment 
from the SEC. Um, yep. Because she because, was... Because uh, yeah. her latest lover was Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Sue takes the opportunity to declare that Glee is truly over. Um, and then Will storms out. April follows him. Oh, yeah. She also has a bail on oh, her head of yes. $3 million for leaving New York State. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and, and she says, <laughs> she says verbally, gulp. <laughs> she says gulp. And then Will is like, is that true? And then April's like, sure sounds like it, doesn't it? Um, which. Then they go out into the hallway with sad piano music underneath, uh, for Will to be mad at her. Uh, but it's like, you're the one who spent $2 million over the course of two years, bitch. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, also, it's great because he's like, you're the worst kind of person because you gave me hope. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, so then we move to the parking lot behind the school buses because Quinn is revealing everything to biff right now she's decided right now now is the time um <laughs> and yeah. um biff is like a tattoo of ryan seacrest how what no laser is gonna be big enough to get that off and a baby right is this your is this the father yes. puck comes up and is like trying to help or something um and uh he calls her a dirty little slut bag yes yikes and that's when uh i think she grabs his Quinn, nose. Like, slaps. No, yeah, yeah. Quinn like grabs his nose and like I guess hurts him. Yes, <laughs> um, in that in that way. And then Puck is like, oh, "Time to punch you," and does no. some punching, um, some slamming against some buses, and then he dumpsters him. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. So then um, he and he's like, "You yeah. can go. You can either help." him out of the dumpster quinn or you can come back to the choir room with the people who actually love you for who you are yeah and yep the scene ends with quinn looking at biff as he gets up out of the dumpster covered in garbage so fun um okay yeah so then we move to um the vote where uh everyone so okay we're finally voting yes like what what about like, so Santana's big speech must have just ended that meeting completely. Well, see, that's the thing is, I, I guess Santana's speech ended the meeting and then Rachel and Mercedes left and they're like, well, we can't do the vote without them. So then Will and Will and April went to Sue's office to, to, to discuss the future of the Glee Club in the in the interim, I guess. Um, I guess that is what it is. Implied. And also <laughs> Quinn went out to the parking lot to reveal all of the truth to, talk to, to Biff. Biff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, so, so now we're yeah. finally at the vote. Yeah. We're at the vote, uh, and April Rhodes tells them to use their left hand for anonymity, and that's when Sam says, "Oh well, I'm a I'm a lefty," and she says, "Well then, use a foot." Which, and Sam's just which, like, "Okay." He does. And we see him like going to like take his shoe off. Well, there's there's even and, a moment where he yes. writes with his foot, and yeah. Unique is just like, "What the fuck is happening?" You, <laughs> Unique is just like disgusted. It's amazing. Yeah, and we yeah. So they're voting, yeah. and we see Tina voting for Rachel. She underlines the real Fanny Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about how like Tina somehow like still worships Rachel for some reason. <laughs> yes. Fuck that shit. And uh, Merce- that's when Mercedes comes in. No, and no, no. Says that wait. the vote. Wait, wait, wait. What? 
there is a moment between Ryder and Jake where Ryder's like, who are you going to vote for? Oh, yeah. And Jake says, I'm torn. One is black and one is Jewish, which is like the best <laughs> like single line that Jake has had ever, maybe. Or it's just like he didn't get anything else mm-hmm. this episode besides that. And it was worth it. He danced. He, he did. Danced. He did. He was good at the dancing. Yes. But I just I love uh, that line. It's very good. <laughs> Yeah. So Mercedes uh, comes in with Rachel to yeah. say that the vote is narcissistic and bad, and there's there's no real reason to do it because they're both divas in their own right. Yes. And then, oh, they tied anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on rewatch, Will doesn't actually say that. He just says no. they both decided that you're the best, um, which yep. implies and he, like, holds tie. them. Yeah. Yeah. He holds, like, two sets of votes seemingly equal in both hands. So it's like, oh, it it must be a tie. But that is never said. You are correct. Um, <laughs> yes. And Will's like, you're both winners in my heart. <laughs> and, yes. And then they hug. And... Uh, April tries to apologize for giving uh, them for, hope. For giving them hope, <laughs> and she also buttered the floor for the next entrance. It's Holly Holiday. Yes, you'll remember Holly Holiday, Gwyneth Paltrow, it's if Gwyneth you will. Paltrow. Yeah. Um, so this gets weird really fast. Holly Holiday has always been a weird character, but so she reveals that she stopped being a substitute teacher because she was too good at it. So people wanted her to do it more. So instead, what she's been doing is, quote, teaching pop-ups, which is where she dresses up. Like, you'll remember her whole thing where she dresses up as historical figures. She does that. She just goes to random classrooms and does a lesson. In? Yeah, in... In Buenos Aires, is it is what is implied. And it's yes. like, but you were dressed as an American president? Well, and the teacher hmm. that brings the cops in to arrest her does have, like, an accent. So maybe, but, like, I have no idea um, what the fuck is going on. Yeah, she, she she was dressed as William uh, Henry Harrison. Yes. I have William Holly Harrison. <laughs> That's pretty good. In my notes as a, as a joke. Um, and she's like, I was the worst president ever. Yes. I killed a bunch of Native Americans. And then I didn't wear a coat on my inauguration day. And I got a cold and died. Which and it's just like, is, yeah. is accurate for anyone who doesn't know the history of William Henry, yep. Henry Harrison. Definitely. That is true. Yep. He is a piece of shit who died because he was too toxically masculine to wear a jacket yeah um Um, also arguably maybe our best president because he accomplished literally nothing (laughs) because he Um, accomplished nothing and died (laughs) but he did murder a bunch of people so so not great um but yeah so then uh in order so then rachel is like oh that's so great you're here we're doing the numbers we've done before and holly's like that's a stupid idea that's dumb (laughs) (laughs) let's sing happy and they sing Happy by Pharrell. Uh, thank God it's not the 24 hour version. <laughs> no. It's just the <laughs> few minutes. Yep. Um, uh, and yeah. they, they do it and they do some singing and uh, lots of people join in. There's like a solo bit for Blaine and uh, there's uh, some choreographed bits with April, Holly, and Will. Yeah. Um, there's also I some fun glaby dancing like near the end, like Marley and Jake are dancing together in like a circle. And mm-hmm. Kitty is also doing some dancing, so it's unique. Um, the one piece that I did need to call out because it is so grim. Um, so Puck has been wearing his army or his Air Force uniform this whole time, and there's a bit where mm-hmm. he's standing at the back of the choir room, and he pulls his tie up to like, ooh, ooh, ooh. kind of just like yeah. dance, I guess. But it is—it's not—it's not 
I, I understand, like, the imagery is not great, but what it seemed like is that he was, like, pulling the tie around and then, like, untwisting himself in, like, a spin. But, um, man, that imagery is bad. Very yeah, the bad. Imagery is, the imagery is really bad. This show is cursed. Yes. Um, and then we we finish the song. Yeah. It's done, and we go to Finn's hung-up jersey in the locker room. Yeah. Where Quinn and Puck are standing in front staring of it, staring longingly at it. At it. <laughs> and uh, Puck is like, do you think he ever forgave us for what we did? And Quinn's like, oh, he forgave us a long time ago. And honestly, we did him a favor. Rachel was his soulmate. Yeah. And then Puck's like, you're my soulmate. <laughs> yes. I love you. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Well, and Quinn, That's what happens. Quinn reveals Biff is going back to Yale alone. Um, mm-hmm. and then we cut into Santana and Brittany talking yep. in like, I guess like the office area near the glee room. And yeah. They're eating churros. churros? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, they're just, where'd they get them? Where'd they get those fucking churros, man? I don't know. But Santana's discussing Brittany's needs and how she needs to get back to her roots of dancing and dating and all that stuff. And then Brittany leans over and kisses her. And then we get back to stupid Quinn Puck shit because it gets cut through the scene the whole time. And I was like, I don't yeah, get it two does. shits. So. And Puck is just like, listen, I, I need to leave too, but tell me to stay and I'll stay. Yeah. And... Quinn just stands there silently. Yes. And (laughs) And Puck's like, tell me to stay. (laughs) And Quinn just keeps standing there. And then Puck, like, leaves. Yes. He just just exits the locker room and, like, walks down the hallway. Like, sort of. And he's kind of, like, I don't know, shaping up. Kind of, like, standing a little bit taller. Like, uh, I've got that off my chest. And now I need to go back to the army or whatever. (laughs) Yes. And there's, like, some, like, army-ish Yes. Lee music underneath. Yep. And uh, then Quinn runs after him and stops him and kisses him. And it's like, stay. Yes. And that's that's what happens with them. Okay. Okay. But like, okay. But let's talk about this real quick. One, she was going to Yale. Because she's not yeah. dating Biff anymore, is she not going to Yale? Is she not going to go to Yale anymore? Uh, also, I don't. Also, Puck is in the Air Force. You can't just be like, Oh, sorry, Air Force. I'm going to stay here. Um, Are they just staying for, like, the rest of the week? Is that it? I have no idea. Are they going to leave? I, I don't know. Um, But... But we go back to Britanna. Yes. Um, Santana rebuffs Brittany. Yes. Uh, after this kiss, she's like, listen, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. Yeah. And uh, Brittany's just like, listen, I think your girlfriend's okay or whatever, but... <laughs> I'm the best you're ever going to get, bitch, so... <laughs> but but she's never going to uh, compare to what we have. Yeah. So... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, it's... This one doesn't end as nicely. Um, I guess the main thing is that Santana establishes that it was really hard for her to get over Brittany, but she feels like she's in that place now. Um, but Brittany's like, well, I'll always be here for you. And that's it. That's all we get of this for this episode. So, okay. Yeah. And then we go to backstage where we see the original New Directions, no glabies, Yep. as Will shows them the plaques and the new place where they've been hung. Yes. Uh, Finn and Lillian. Lillian uh, fucking up. Adler. God, that face, though. <laughs> like, every time I just, I'm like, I start laughing and it feels bad because, like, like, Finn 
is dead, so it's, like, really emotional. Yeah. But, like, Lillian Adler's face is just so fucking funny looking. And I'm sorry to that actress. <laughs> Good, it's very... It's so mean. But, no. but, you're so, but you're right. It is funny. Like, it's intentionally done that way. But anyway. No, it is. You are correct. Um, And Will shows them the plaques and is like, they're going to be here forever. Every single person who comes into this auditorium will see them. Yeah. And Artie's like, oh, but they'll not, they won't know who they are. And yeah. There's some. They're they're also. Yeah. Go yeah. For it. Oh, I was gonna say there's some real existential like. There's some yeah. shit here. Like... <laughs> because because Mike in particular is like, yeah, you know, with with the Finn with Finn and with how Glee Club is ending, it just feels like nothing lasts. Yes. <laughs> and that's like the note at the end of the episode. Like no one is like, oh, but things do last. Our friendship or whatever. No. <laughs> that's not real. Really, the the ending of the episode. No, uh, we do see up in the catwalk, April Rhodes, yes, and Holly Holiday drinking some wine out of those cups that well, have like wine glasses inside of them. Well, I th- I thought they were water bottles, but yeah, no, okay, sure. Um, they're like those plastic cups that look like a that have like a normal cup shape, but on the inside sure. they're a wine glass. Yes, yes. Um, and then Holly Holly turns to April and she's like, "I know we got to finish our wine first, but once we do, we need to figure out a way to keep the Glee Club from going the way of the dodo." And we establish that there will be plot next episode. Um, <laughs> yay, plot! <laughs> but yeah, um. The the speech that Will makes is pretty benign um, and not good. He does well. He does tell them, "I don't have any more speeches left," and then proceeds to give a speech. <laughs> yes. So he, he also calls them my friends, which is real telling. Like, I mean, they are, but it really is unfortunate that your friends are like nineteen year olds. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he also cries for realsies what actually yeah. I, don't, I don't think i saw tears on that one either so maybe he doesn't actually cry for realsies well, um a, a few of them you know get a little watery sure especially tina yeah of course of course um uh, um yeah. yeah so i mean it's a sad episode i think there are emotionally hard-hitting bits um and it, it is sort of a sad end to just be like everything dies <laughs> I mean, it's so weird yeah. that this is their hundredth episode, and they decided to go with the message of everything dies. Um. <laughs> well, it's a two-parter, right? Sure. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be a little bit more uplifting. I mean, I the next step. I don't think so, but maybe. Um, but we'll see. Um, I I have watched the beginning of the next episode and i gotta tell you the cold open is genius okay i'm very excited it is better i am very excited for that episode mostly because april and holly are supposedly major characters so like hell yeah sign me up um yeah yeah so uh so i was let's see we could do like clap along if you want to podcast business or um if the podcast business is the truth it's it's time to try podcast business. No, that's what not song it. was that? You know, oh, Define Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Um, there was like okay, so Ono Ross and Carrie, the podcast where they try fringe science and spirituality. Yeah. They, at one of their live shows, they sang Defying Gravity, but instead it was denying gravity. Oh, that's fun. Um, because it, it was about uh, flat earthers. Sure. Yeah. And. <laughs> 
Um, it Man, it was genius. It was really good. There's not really a great recording on it, and I think their YouTube video got copyright striked, so I can't even oh. suggest it to you, but it was great. Um, cool. Uh, why don't you come on over, podcast business? God, all of those were terrible, but like... You're so mean. I'm trying. <laughs> you didn't even try. A time for us to defy the podcast business. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'll say goodbye so raise- to the podcast business. So raise your podcast business <laughs> if you are wrong in all the right ways. Tell us we are wrong in all the right ways. <laughs> Tell us your gold stars, um, and best numbers. But, but it's, it's a, a metaphor. metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Well, let's move to so. So, so first off, yeah is the gold star yes. awarding. I'm going to have to give mine to April Rhodes. Sure. I thought she was amazing in this episode. You know, that conversation she had with Clayne was really amazing. Yes. Really um, top-notch shit. Uh, it's nice to have her back. Her energy is still up, up, up. The bits where she gets lifted up completely, I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. I, um, I do love yeah. the fact that she, <laughs> she, like, every time we've seen her, she always gets caught having lied about everything, and she never mm-hmm. is like, oh, yeah, I lied about everything. She's just more like... In- instead, like, it's <laughs> there was, like, a point where Will was like, oh, I should never trust you. You're, like, a lying You're a pathological alcoholic. liar. And- yeah. <laughs> You're a pathological lying alcoholic. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. Which, like... Yeah, I just, oh, God, but uh, I can appreciate uh, that. I do want to, I want to do a special mention for Brittany as well. Sure. I thought Brittany was amazing in this episode. That chess match is pretty hilarious. Yes. Um, and just, like, her presence in the show is really welcome to me. So, yeah. there you go. Um, So, I did have these, and I went half to Santana and half to Quinn, because Yay. while I hate both of their subplots for being kind of nothing... Um, I love both of them a lot. And really, like, Santana lifting up Britney is amazing. And Quinn chasing that dream of being, you know, set for the rest of her life because she married a rich the, dude. The waspy housewife. Yeah. yeah like, that is her dream. So, yeah, I just, I really, I really appreciated that. Um, I do miss Gank Quinn and her, like... <laughs> her energy. Yeah, her, like, negative outlook on everything, because it did feel, like, more true than this version of Quinn. <laughs> Snorting corn syrup. <laughs> it was cornstarch. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Same diff. You know, uh, in one of those emails that we got from somebody, it was... Like, they mentioned that Quinn was written that way. Like, Skank Quinn happened because she was too likable. Oh, my like, God. But that makes her more likable. <laughs> I liked her so much more. It's true. Oh, anyway. Um, but let's move on to the next piece, Maggie. The best number. Our options this week are raise your glass, toxic, fondue for two, I guess. Sure. Um, defying gravity, Valerie, and happy. Oh, you forgot. Keep uh, holding on. Oh, yep. I have it in my notes right here. I just sure. skipped it. You're good. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm really torn between uh, Toxic and Valerie. I think I'm going to have to go for Toxic. Okay. Uh, even though Valerie is great. I love the energy, but it's not really a different take on the song. It's sort of the same number a second time. Um, yeah. And 
Uh, Toxic, this version is definitely different and is like inspired by different elements of glee culture. Yes. And there was no gray puke (laughs) this time, which is a definite plus. The gray puke happened during a Kesha song. Oh, you're right. You need to sit down. (laughs) Well, oh, wait, did, did Will sing Toxic? Did he? I don't remember at this point. I think he might I'm have. Look it up. Okay. Um, while you do that, I my best number was Valerie. Um, I love it. I love the dancing. I think that's part of it for me. Is like you're right that it is very similar to the way they did it last time. But like the like having Jake and Mike there with Brittany and Santana was really good because they're all just such good dancers and they're all doing like yeah these really fun moves. So uh, I picked Valerie. I feel like it's just great. It's a very fun mo- move. Um, very fun moment. Most of the songs are actually really good this episode. Um, it's just, I don't know. They do feel a little navel-gazy. Um, oh, yeah. That's, that's definitely <laughs> so, a big part of it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, which is fine. It's the 100th episode. At least it's not like a fucking clip show. Like, that's true. That's a very This good is part. a better version than that. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm looking at the Toxic Full Performance from Season 2, and it looks like it was Britney. Oh, wow. This is... Such a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks like babies. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's uh, JBI screaming from the crowd. And yep, it's Will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's Where? that's why I got it confused with the Where Kesha number. Because they it's one of the ones they did for... They do it on stage. Yeah, they did it for like... Yep. Uh, um, what are those called? Assembly. They did it for the, an assembly. Yeah, one of the assemblies yeah. in like the, the gym yes. with the like makeshift stage. Yeah, they also do that for the Kesha number, yes. if you are correct. Yeah. Um, but then that, I think that's like a... Is this the the teenage sex riot? Is that this one or that I one? I think this know. one's the teenage sex um, riot. Cause, let's see. Because I think... Oh, God. The comments on here are horrible. I think there are some women who like from the crowd scream about how they want Will to make their babies or something. It's gross. Yeah. It's not great. Well, there's... There's a comment on here. Am I the only one who finds Mr. Shoe so damn hot? No. Ew, gross. No. 605 likes. <laughs> oh. 606 people find Will attractive, Maggie. Disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, let's, let's move on to the last piece of podcast business, Maggie. I hate when they're when they always perform. Everyone loves them, but when they're not, they're getting hated. Yeah, well, I roll. Maybe the, cry laughing, cry laughing emojis. That person mm. should maybe do a podcast. Uh. <laughs> this is why I'm bisexual. Damn. Oh, it's Britney's year. It's a Britney Spears sex riot. That line from Sue made me laugh so much, and it's obvious that she hates them doing this. Lol. God, yeah, not, really good input there, Dylan Jones. I'm gonna have Jesus. to cut so much of that bullshit. YouTube comments are stupid and bad. So Emma was so calm in this clip. Everyone was getting really pumped up, and Emma was just sitting there like, "Oh, that was interesting." These comments are terrible. <laughs> yes, they're so bad. Yeah. Finn and Santana grinding on each other was so perfect. Also hilarious when that guy turns around and punches Jacob. God. Uh, yeah, I mean. What is this even? Uh, yeah. Um, Maggie. I should. What am I let's doing? Let's bring you back to reality here. We're going to do the rating. <laughs> the slushy rating. What would. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop scrolling through these. What would you give this episode out of five I slushies? hate how Mr. Shoes takes the spotlight of the Glee kids. It's their performance, not his. <laughs> Maggie. Literally, if people want to hear this, they can just listen to our episode about that stupid I'm episode. Because I'm sorry, because we said um, all that shit. So we did. So I'm gonna give this episode um, just one slushy sure. out of five. I think it was a little misdirected, like just in its 
there's like not really good plot yes. at all. But none of their songs are terrible, and there are some great character interactions. Um, there just isn't really a driving force other than like the Mercedes and and Rachel uh, like rivalry that doesn't really exist yes. in my mind anymore. Um, yeah, because they've had this like literal conversation where it's like, oh, we're jo- both divas in our own right. Like that's happened like three times, so um, means nothing to me at this point. Yeah. Uh, and the only parts that I found like. Because, like, the Britney and Santana storyline is also sort of bullshit, too, because she dances a lot. Yes. And then but Santana's like, you just need to dance to feel better. And Britney is like, I can't dance. And it's like, you have all, the whole episode? So, what? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just the one slushy, I think. Yeah. Um, I originally was going to give it one and a half, but I bumped that up to three when I realized that all the plots Ooh. are bad. Um, Like, seriously, <laughs> though, like... It's all stupid. It's all filler. It's mostly because when I was looking at Gold Stars, I was like, oh, I didn't have any character this episode where I was like, yeah, I liked watching you the whole time. Like, every character has a moment where I was like, oh, sure. Like, like. Where's, where's April's for you? Where's April Rhodes? I mean, mostly just like the, <laughs> the thing where she's like, I'm sorry I gave you hope. Like, what? <laughs> no, I love that. I love that, honestly. Because yeah. it's like she she is a total mess. That's true. It's <laughs> Which, just the, the the problem is that April's storyline is so tied to Will and I hate Will so much and do not want to see him on screen mm-hmm. anymore that it's like Real. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm giving it three. We've been too nice for most of season five, and this is where I'm starting to draw the line. Cause like, you know what? <laughs> you you could have done like like no like no offense to Glee, but like I, I do like Razor Glass. They didn't really do anything mm-hmm. to make it different or new. They just had Kristen Chenoweth sing I guess, it. Like, yeah, it's it's not the Warblers singing it. Yeah, um, that's something. They did Happy, which is just garbage. Like, like it's good garbage <laughs> that like sticks in your head forever. But like, eh? I mean, I love Valerie. I love Toxic. I wish they'd done more numbers like that. Like, mm. there's even a thing where Will's introing the diva off, and he's like. And they're doing Defying Gravity, because that seems to be the only number we do for Diva Offs. And I was like... Also untrue. They've done plenty <laughs> of other songs for Diva Offs. Yeah. God damn it. But, like, it's just one of those where I'm like, why couldn't you just pick, like, the best numbers you've done instead of, like, rehashing? Like, Keep Holding On is exactly the same. Defying Gravity yep. is exactly the same. Valerie, yep. even though it's a really good number, is exactly the same. So don't give me this yep. garbage that you're like, oh, we're revisiting our numbers, but in a new way. No, you're just redoing <laughs> most of the same numbers. Like, I mean, and to their credit, that- <laughs> to their credit, they didn't do Don't Stop Believing." So True. thank God. Well, that's ha- that's coming. Oh, my right? God. It has that's to be, right? They're going to end the second episode <sighs> with that, for sure. Yeah. So anyway... With that, like you were saying, let's do you think. Let, oh, go for it. Hey, I'm I, I cut this out if 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 you think it's too off color. But do you think they're gonna have like a ghost fin playing the drums? Oh my god! During that, I hope not. Um, <laughs> that that's even a little much for me. I did like that they talked about how like the ghosts of high school because that's just so eerily uncanny. Um, based mm. on McKinley being a literal trap for souls, but. Anyway, um, um, yeah. yeah, and with that, we're going to close this episode and return for the next one next week. Um, it's 
100 Part 2, Holly Holiday and April Rhodes will still be there. Yes. Uh, and we'll enjoy it, I guess. And everyone will still be at McKinley because that's that's what happens now. Yeah. The, okay. The name of the episode also, fittingly, is New Directions. Um, so that's fun. But Sam, don't say that's so vulgar. <laughs> New directions. Yeah, it, it finally turns into a porn parody of itself. Um, <laughs> oh, but what if it did? Oh, my God. So um, in the meantime, uh, you can contact us on Twitter at on email. Uh, Twitter is at SNM and email is SNM at gmail.com. Um, Maggie, do we want to shout out some of the some of the amazing emails we've gotten recently? Of course. We got a really great pair of emails from MC. Um, that's at RealMC on Twitter. Let me spell that for you because it's a little bit um, different than how you'd expect. I'm just finding the email in here. Okay, it's uh, MC with E-M-M-C-E-E. Yes. Uh, Real MC. And they sent us some great emails. The first one is about how... Here, do you want, should I read it or do you want me to summarize? Let's summarize. Uh, so her, well, their conspiracy theory that they sent to us is that Santana was born a cat. Yes. Um, specifically a Burmese, which, yeah, sure. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, Santana was definitely born a cat and turned into a human by an evil witch. I think that really tracks for me. Yes. Uh, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, the, the summary of this is that as a cat, Santana pissed off a witch at some point who turned her into mm-hmm. a human as, like, revenge. Yep. Um, but it really does explain a lot of, like, Santana's mannerisms. Um, and honestly, it's not in a bad way. It's just, you know, she likes to go through people's stuff and she calls it like yep. it is and acts the way a cat does, which is that... She doesn't give a shit, which is absolutely true. Um, yeah. And then MC also sent us another email. I am going to read this one, so settle in. Okay. This whole show mostly revolves around Rachel being a passionate Broadway connoisseur. However, we see tidbits here and there that Rachel is maybe not as knowledgeable about Broadway as one might expect. Quinn, of all people, pointed out to her that Cats closed 11 years before she bought tickets to see it. <laughs> Why does Quinn know and not Rachel? It seems like Rachel is just a glorified Barbra Streisand super fan more than she is a legitimate theater nerd. At any time she sings, she she needs to sing something and it's her choice, she whips out another Barbara number. It's almost like she's she's Mr. Shoe and Barbara is her journey. <laughs> you would think that someone who was legit, a legitimate theater nerd would be knowledgeable about contemporary shows, let alone that Cats is no longer running. But perhaps that's less to do with Rachel and more to do with the writers not knowing anything about contemporary musicals post-1990. <laughs> well, either way... To their credit, hmm? they do seem to know a little bit about Wicked, but not a lot. They do. <laughs> not a lot. You're correct. <laughs> well, they can't They can't let on that they know more than they do because then Idina Menzel would be brought up and everything would fall apart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> either way, Rachel has a very narrow-minded view on the art form she's chosen to attach herself, especially casting, and a lot of it comes from her ignorance about her own privilege. I did have a real problem with Rachel claiming that Santana playing a white Jewish character was the equivalent of Rachel leading the Puerto Rican Pride Parade. While she wasn't done with that, she did once play a Puerto Rican character, Maria in West Side Story. Yep. And the show pretty much ev- revolves around Maria being Puerto Rican. I'm bringing this up because there is so much talk about the recent casting of Hal Berry and Ariel as Ariel in The Little Mermaid, with some people arguing that if a black girl can be cast as Ariel, why can't a white 
Girl be Mulan, Pocahontas, or Tiana. All of whom have specific races that are integral to the story. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, I, that was that was editorializing. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel asserts that Fanny Bryce is a New York Jew, but Fanny is only a New York Jew because the original actress who portrays her is. Meanwhile, she also assumes that Tonight from West Side Story should be given to her as a solo because the actress who played Maria, a Puerto Rican character in the film, was Jewish. Originally, uh, actually, Ruth and Orth- Orthodox Jew. Rachel's traditionalist views on casting are as such that she doesn't care if a white or white passing person is cast as a person of color, so long as a person of color isn't cast as a white person. Also, I think her views of casting are based on Rachel wanting the part and wanting things for herself. Hmm. That was editorializing again. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think Santana's original intention was to screw Rachel out of the role. And even after watching 510 again, I don't think that's her intention. I think she is simultaneously so pissed off at the enormity of Rachel's ego and low-key hurt by Rachel's complete denouncing of their friendship that if Rachel thinks she's going to screw her over, then let Rachel think that because she's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, It actually reminds me of a storyline from Parks and Recreation. Yes. Then she describes the... The a plot line from that that's cute. Yes, thank you, MC. Which actually, I yeah, think it totally, also relevant. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I was just gonna say that plot line is like pretty relevant. Like it is, it's very. Good. Oh, totally. About like where um Ron gets the feminist acc- award, the accolade from yes. the feminist organization. Yes. Uh, Santana was right about Rachel only wanting to be friends with people when the power imbalance is in her favor, though. She can't be friends with people who are equal to her, and her boyfriend was Dopey Finn. Anyway, I'm sure this email is ridiculously long, so I will stop here. But as I said, I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, my thoughts are that MC, you are a genius, yes. probably. Um, and all of this is really accurate. Um, yes. Uh, I really like that you mentioned the West Side Story stuff, because Rachel was... Yes, <laughs> sort of a huge racist asshole in regards to that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I think it just like all these things really just stem from Rachel being self-centered and wanting things. Well, so. and it's so like I like I hadn't even put that together, but it's so fucking messed up that Rachel is like you playing this role is like me leading the Puerto Rican Day Parade when literally Maria is Puerto Rican and it was the whole thing yeah. when it was like Rachel's like well that role's for me and I was like um I guess but like I guess oh, it's just stupid um yeah um I had one more thing to shout out also uh from Twitter uh at Loudosaurus Rex tweeted at us after our last episode to let us know um uh, one one fun note. Uh, apparently, season six doesn't take place in New York, and also two of the Glabies come back. So, fingers crossed on that. Um, but uh, they they would like to know um, our opinion. Uh, do we think that the cheek kiss between Danny and Santana signaled the end of their relationship after Santana got yeah. kicked out of the band? Um, <clears throat> I don't think it really signaled anything um, yeah i mean the issue is that like i don't, I don't yeah. think i don't think there was any sort of intention <laughs> no with framing those characters and their relationship yeah at all. i i think the issue is that in this episode obviously she still believes that danny is her girlfriend like she must have told britney that for britney to be like your girlfriend is great and all but we have something better um i don't know it's weird. I mean, obviously, it looks like we're headed towards a place where, like, Danny's just not in the show anymore. Um, yeah. So, maybe. 
but not intentionally. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm a Britannia stan, so yeah, gotta get. Of course, they're endgame. Gotta get that sweet Santitney. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I think that's everything. With yeah. that. That's everything. And we will be back for the next episode of Glee, the second part of the 100th episode. I guess the 101 episode, New Directions, next week. Thank you so much for listening this week, though. It's always a pleasure. Yes. And until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. Ha <laughs> ha